Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Now, God's intention is for our lives to reflect His Word. In fact, Scripture says in John chapter 1, and the Word became flesh. That is, the manifestation of the word goes beyond what is written to what is experienced. You understand? Where your health, your, your heart, your business, career, your family life, uh, everything reflects the word. And that's, that, that is what we are. That's our Christian journey. Uh, allowing the word to manifest in our day-to-day living. There has to be translation of the things we are reading into our daily manifestation so god's word talks about healing for instance physical healing it's then the word when someone experiences the healing power of god physically then that word has become flesh so god wants us to live by the word manifest the word if that uh, happens to you constantly your life will be a living example for others to follow but the the manifestation of the word comes when we apply the word okay Uh, there are instructions in the word there are things in the word that require us to follow when we put them to practice then we are able to experience the word in our lives our dominion is in the word our authority is in the word our faith is developed in the word even the wisdom of God, which is our major preoccupation, one of, one of our major preoccupations in this church, is from the word. We need to be word-ruled, word-shaped, okay? Uh, if you're a parent here, you want to see how you allow God's word to shape your children. Uh, that is the only victory we have in this world today. So on, on, on Wednesday, I was beginning to uh, look at things that hinder people from applying the word, you know, uh, because everybody says, I want to apply the word, I want to do this, I want to do that, but there are things that hinder uh, people from applying the word, and I want us to be aware so that we can um, take note of that. Um, Let's read James chapter 1 again, verse 22, James 1, 22. James 1, 22. Or let's start from, is it verse 21? Can you do a a reverse? Just Okay, therefore lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness. Somebody say meekness. Uh Meekness, the implanted word which is able to save your soul. Now, without humility, without meekness, you'll be explaining God's word away. Meekness is like being docile, accepting that this is my answer. This is the way forward. Any other uh, way will not work. Accepting with meekness the engrafted word or the implanted word that is able to save our souls. Verse 22. But be doers of the word and not what? Hearers only deceiving yourselves say i'm not deceived say louder i'm not deceived now it means the moment you are not applying the word you are deceiving yourself 
You're not deceiving anybody. Applying the word is your answer. It's our answer. So the moment we just hear the word and we have various reasons why we don't do it, we're just deceiving ourselves. Look at verse 23. It says, verse 23, For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like a man observing his natural face in the mirror. By the way, applying God's word. Okay, is it in the church or outside the church? People of Jesus Christ, are you here? Where do you principally apply the word? Outside where? Outside the church, right? So can we agree that the true measure of a Christian is not what he or she appears to be in the church? Do we agree? So I understand um, why sometimes you hear things and you wonder why is it like that? It's like that because we can act in church. It's like that because the number of hours we spend in church does not really reveal who you are. The real revelation of who you are, it's in your office, right? It's in your home, right? It's in your home. It's in your neighborhood. So when we ask people, when we ask them, uh, people in your office or your family members, that is the true measure of a Christian. So we don't get deceived by how someone behaves in church and think she must be a Jim Jim Christian. Maybe you should go and ask her daughter or her son or his wife or his boss or subordinate. Then you understand that whether the person is just a hypocrite in that sense. And I'm saying this because the true blessings does not happen by the things we do in church. Uh, this is just an outworking of uh, an extra. The real deal is outside the church. If you're a believer and you're in traffic and then you have been growing in spiritual maturity and somebody hurts you and then you wind down and start, you understand, like this, and, start, and some words come out of you, that's who you really are. You're not growing. You may not do that in church, you understand. Give everybody well. But if you do that outside, that's who you really are. So acting on the word is the real deal. Okay, let's go back to that verse. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, it's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. It's, it's likening the word of God as a mirror. Okay, verse 24. For he observes himself. Please, when you say himself, always put herself too. Hello? Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, for he observes himself or herself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. So that gives us clearly one of the reasons why people don't obey the word or practice the word is we just forget. You just get too busy and you forgot what you're supposed to do. And I want everyone to create a, a structure that helps you to do the word. As you listen to the church conference messages again, there are points that should revolutionize your life. That you just said, oh, I'll start doing this every week. You know, uh, in my things to do every week is a, is a bit of a list. I also put my spiritual activities inside. In case I, I don't just write uh, to send a mail. Uh, to the, I also put the number of hours and prayers I'm supposed to do per day. Because it's part of to-do. It's a major to-do, self. And then my, my consciousness or what they call subconscious is aware that we have to do this every day. Put a structure in, in, in your life that helps you act on the word. 
And any time you now miss it, you quickly like repent and put things right. Glory to God. Let's look at the next verse. But he who looks into the perfect law of what? And continues in it and is not a... Okay, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. I like that last line. I've said that in this thought over the years. That blessed in what it will affect your business, career, marriage, health. The blessing is in the doing. But if that doing is not there in any aspect, that aspect of one's life will not appear blessed. There are some things that God's covenant says we should do in our finances, right? As you apply it to your finances, the blessings of God will manifest in your finances. There are things that God's word says we should do even in our marriage. We are doing, uh, we're having a relationship rescue today. You know, if you do it, the, the, the relationship life will be blessed. This is the blessing. It's in acting on the word, not on our feelings, not on what they told us in the village, not on what we read on social media. Acting on the word, subjecting our entire life uh, on the word. That's why uh, you must like, it says, this person will be blessed in what he does. So we, we, we tend to forget um, the word. Uh, we, we need to put in infrastructure uh, uh, in place to help us remember. Luke 18, 38. Luke 18, 38. I want us to enjoy acting on the word because hearing is great, but it doesn't create the breakthroughs. And uh, look, is it 18, I said, or 10? Is it 10? 38? I think 10. Mary and Martha story, just a reminder. So one of the reasons why we also forget is we just get too busy here and there, but not there. Is it Luke 10? Yes. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. Uh, and she had a sister called Mary who also sat, somebody says sat, at Jesus' feet. So in your homes, maybe in your offices, you find a way to settle down and listen to the word. It's a priority. Uh, I, I had to battle it in my own life. I'm very active. When I'm in the office, I'm always up and down. You know, I can do two kilometers inside the office. I told him I'll just be up, I, you know, just. So if you're like that, you might be having problems with growing in the world. So when, it's, it's a, which of you intending to build a tower will not first sit down? So there's a place for movement, but you have to schedule the sitting down. So what I did some years ago is to put a system. You just block these two hours. This one hour is for sitting down and reading these things. The only time I stand up is when a revelation pumps you. Oh, my Jesus. You know, and you stand up and you pray in tongues and then you get back and sit down and read it again. Some of us are already uh, seated by nature, but some of us are very active. I am very active. I can be, I can walk this entire complex just praying in the Holy Spirit. But to study, to grow, you need to cultivate the ability to sit down. Sit down and read it and let it enter. You know, when we're in the lecture room, do we walk around? So, education requires what? Sitting down in a class. You don't just be walking up and down in a class and then you are learning. You sit down. It's not always comfortable and sometimes we sit down for many hours. 
Oh, three hours. Maybe some break. You come back and sit down. And the sitting, sitting, sitting for like four years is a graduate. Okay, so let's go back to that scripture. And she had a star called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet. And what did she do? Heard his word. Verse 40. But Martha was distracted with much serving. Serving is not bad. We teach kingdom service. We teach serving in your place of work. But you should have a priority in your life. You know, prioritizing. There's a level where your serving becomes a distraction for your spiritual growth. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has not left has left me to serve alone. Therefore, tell her to what? To help me. Isn't it looking very religious? Isn't that looking very like, uh, uh, we are serving you, Jesus, and I'm up and down. And then my sister just sitting down, listening to you. It looks like she's not doing what is important. It looks like she, she's, not, she's not going anywhere. That Mary will go further. That matter. Are you hearing me? In life, that Mary will go further. It's like a Jacob and an Esau. Esau is very used to just, you know, blah, 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 going to the forest. But Jacob looks like a mild man. He looks weak, but he's wiser. And he goes further. But Martha was distracted. Now, let, 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 verse 41, because of time. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about... Many things. Verse 42. But one thing. Somebody say one thing. That feeds every other thing. That even the serving will be productive if it is word driven. Do you understand me? What, what, what the marriage, the whatever you want to be busy about will be better shaped. Will have a better out, output when the word is at the base of it. One thing is needed. And Mary has picked, chosen that good part which will not be taken away ah, from her. That serving can be taken away. But that word cannot be taken away from you. But one thing is needed. And look, if you are growing in the word, it will show. If you are not growing in the word, it will also show. Another reason why people don't um, apply the word is offenses. Mark 6 verse 2. Mark 6 verse 2. Uh, <laughs> you know, we have this attitude. Me too, I've been there anyway. Where When a pastor is preaching, your mind is, is talking about me. My, my husband reported me to him. So, he's talking to me. And at the end of the day, you're not even listening to what he said. Whether it's now what you should... And I have to say categorically last Sunday, okay. If I don't even speak to you, who should I speak to? You know, we have to agree in the church. We are all here now, Pastor Godfrey. If I don't speak to you, who should I speak to? I don't care. If I don't speak to you, who should I speak to? Is it the chairs? Is it the drapes? Is you I should talk to? So even if it's you, it's okay. Because offenses hinder revelation to flow into our lives. What that does is it gives you an excuse not to receive. It blankets you off that, okay, it's because of what they told pastor yesterday. Or it's what pastor saw yesterday. That's why he's talking like that. Okay, what he's talking about, don't you need it? Praise the Lord. Are we okay? Praise the Lord. <laughs> and when the Sabbath had come, he began to teach in the synagogue. 
And many hearing him were what? Astonished, saying, where did this man get this what? And what wisdom is this which is given to him? They know that he's speaking by the wisdom of God. Uh, uh, and that such mighty works are performed by his hands. Verse 3. Now, that's how the problem started from. They saw that he has wisdom. He has results. You know, last week I was a bit very frontal about my experience with my family and everything. They say he has wisdom. He has results. But that's a flip. Is, it not, is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended at him. Yours might not be, I, I, I know I'm not a carpenter, but it could be something else. Is it not because pastor knows about this story? Is it because, it's not because, and for some people even in the church, it could just be familiarity. They saw mighty works. They saw the wisdom of God. And they are saying they reduced him. He's not the carpenter, the son of Mary. They, they forgot that the Holy Ghost is upon him. That God is working through him. Familiarity hinders you from growth. Especially if you have been in a system for a very long time. Being in a system for a long time should be a plus if you know how to manage yourself. Because everybody will soon arrive at a long time. Isn't it? The person that joined this church in 2012, as a last year, is already 10 years. Isn't it? In 2032, will be 20 years. Everybody will always arrive at, I've been there for a long time. The question is, how are you managing your long time? And I try to give examples of my relationship with um, Bishop Oedepo uh, as a mentor to me. I, I remember... That was like five years ago. I had to sit down and consciously work on my mind. And the reason is this. I noticed that some of his other protégés were producing certain fruits that I didn't have. It was too clear. I, I, I saw it. And I, I wrote it down. This one is in this city, not even in Lagos. That one. And they are producing these fruits. And, they, and we are drinking from the same source like learning from the same mentor if i'm not producing the same fruits it's not that source it is my digestive system and i remember i told myself after a while it will be so clear that i might call you a bastard now at that time it wasn't so evident i could still hide you know those kind of we are all together we are protégés protégés sons but I said, if this thing continues like this, after a while, it will be so clear that they will not be asking you, are you sure this is your mentor? They won't be asking the mentor, are you sure this is your son? It's you. Because if these others are applying the principles being taught by the mentor, and the application is producing these fruits, and those fruits are not showing in your life, then the bitter truth is you most likely are not applying it. And one major reason we don't apply them is offense. I have 16 minutes more. A new member that comes to church today now. Okay, let me just do this. If this is your first time in this church, you just came in. Can you just wave your hand? Okay. Wow, it's your first time. Ah. Okay, we're welcome. Now, okay, very good. I even saw you receiving the word. 
you know, I just, I thought she was being tough for a while. Now, someone like that now, there are no things in her head, you understand? She just came to church and just learning, you know, just picking it up. Without any of those thoughts of, pastor is angry with me. Uh, I know why he's saying that. Pastor was not calm down. You know those things. She doesn't have that. So she's eating it. So you find that because of that, she goes home and wants to just put it to practice. Unknowingly, just doing it. And as she's doing that, the next thing you will hear is, I just joined this church six months ago and I have this testimony. But somebody has been there for 20 years, stop having testimonies because of offenses. So what I did that five years ago, I think I told my wife, I said, I have to work on myself. Number one, there are no perfect pastors. Neither is a protege even perfect. You're saying pastor is not perfect, uh, mentor is not perfect. Your own is more than even imperfect. So I, 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 I saw myself destroying all the stupid, I'm sorry I'm saying that, excuses that Satan gave me. Number one, he doesn't need anything from me. If I don't give him a gift, he's, over, he's very prosperous. By giving him a seed or a gift or a blessing, it's me. The soil does not need your, your seed. It is the so- seed that needs. In fact, if you don't give that soil anything, it's fertilizing more. The seed is even disturbing the soil. I looked at it that if they even yank me off of their list, it doesn't change anything. Because there are people that I know that are not close to him that are producing fruits. So what's your closeness for? So proximity doesn't mean productivity. So they were too familiar with Jesus. Can you imagine that statement? Is it not carpenter? See how they reduced him to carpenter. And you can be like that in church. That's why some men of God behave like men of God in their churches. Not because they are proud. It's to help their members. But if we do that, they'll say, yeah, it's too proud. You know what I mean, a man of God? Okay, after the service. Hallelujah. You now see him as a prophet. Then I allowed my beard to grow. Oh, yes. You know, we can do it. Can do it, and when I'm coming in like this, just because <laughs> the Lord is here. <laughs> so our pastor is a prophet. <laughs> That's why some pastors create some seeming um, structures to help the people, because human beings can get familiar. And they miss out on the blessing sent to them. Don't ever forget the reason why you are here. You are from which state? Ocean State. Which part of Ocean State? Elisha. This church is not Elisha Barako. But you can have a group of Elisha people that are close. You must never forget the reason you are here. The primary reason is to be spiritually built. If you remove that, one day you'll be out of place. Purpose must always be at the center of it. Purpose. So there can be groups, isn't it? We play, we do other things, but your, your, your core 
reason for being here, don't forget it. So Mary and Martha were with Jesus. And Mart- I don't know how Mary decided. She just felt my priority here is to learn from this man. We don't have CDs. We don't have tapes. We don't have internet. When is out of this place now? Eh? Uh-huh. So let me hear what I can hear. She saw that as a priority than going up and down. I want you to value the wisdom your pastor shares with you. My life is a bundle of testimonies. I, I have testimonies. Everything I teach you about hospitality, about honor, about speaking, I apply them as much as I can. And I see fruits. What a true leader is after in your life is to see fruits. But that fruit is not a function of you looking at me. Thank God for that. It's applying it when you leave the church. I listen to the word a lot. A lot. In the plane. They even disturb me in the plane most of the time. I'm always hearing something. Okay, let me read. Everywhere. Overnight. Sleepy. Like seven. I went on Twitter strike last week. I didn't even open it. Because my pastor said social media has crashed many people's spiritual life. As far crashed it. Thrashed it. It's very distracting, social media. Just find that your prayer life has gone numb. You look at it, you open it like this at 3 o'clock. And you are leaving it at 3.45. That's how many minutes? And ask yourself, when last did you pray at a stretch for 45 minutes? Then who is your God? That's 45 minutes, one sitting. If you now add 25 here, 10 here, you'll be shocked you spend four hours on social media or TV. When last did you read like that? But you were like that earlier. News will always come, isn't it? Tomorrow there will be one news. In fact, the one you had yesterday that is making you shout, expires. You can't live your life on those things. It's a child. That's what Brian Tracy said. That many adults are now also behaving like children. You know how children behave now when you give them their device? And they spend hours on it. That is, uh, it's shocking to him that adults have become like that. We have become like that. A whole adult will just do like that and be, and be on something like you just saw TV for the first time. So we, we need to recover ourselves and bear fruits. I love results because when you obtain results, people that don't even like you will have to respect you. Okay, so um, if you're in this church, you're a leader, you're a new member, always hear the word. Follow the covenant instructions that we give. If there's anything I say or any of the pastors preach that is not in the word, jettison it, leave it alone. But anything that you've seen in the word, that you've seen it, they teach you, embrace it and apply it. I can't follow you to your house and check what you do 24 hours, but that's a revelation of your state, your spiritual state. I'm not saying you don't do recreation. You can have your recreational time, but you know how to monitor it, lest it becomes the normal lifestyle. 
Do you understand? This flesh likes to make recreation your normal lifestyle. Normal. That, is, that, that becomes how you now live. Then the real one now becomes the minority. You have to reverse it by force. The second half. God will help us in Jesus' name. Okay, finally, um, excuses. Another reason why people don't apply the word is excuses. Matthew 25, verse 20. Excuses. Excuses are very powerful. They make you feel justified for not doing what you need to do. Excuses are one of our major enemies. It will package itself like this and give you a reason why this word cannot apply to me. So you don't apply the word. But an excuse, let me say this to you, is not the real reason. Amen. <laughs> are we okay this morning? We are okay. You know in lecture room, it's not that uh, the lecturer likes your face. But you must pass the exam. An excuse is not the reason. Look at this story. So he who had received how many talents came and brought what? What did he do? Please help me with the house. Why is the guy not on seat? He who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look at this. Look, I have what? That should be your lifestyle. I don't know whether he faced challenges. I don't know whether they slapped him in the market. I, you know, but master, you gave me five. I have gained five more. I'm productive. Verse 21. His Lord said to him, well done, what? Good and? So what is faithfulness? Productivity. Not that I was there. I went to church. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you what? Ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Verse 22. He also who had received, how many? Came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained, how many more? Two more talents. Verse 23, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you rule over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Okay, now verse 24. This must not be you. Must not be me. Then he who had received the what came and said, Lord, I knew you to be what? <laughs> what is the first thing you are saying there? Eh? Speak out. Excuse, yeah, but another thing. Not familiar, familiar, no. Blaming others is not my fault. It's not me, if not for the government, if not for the way Pastor spoke to me, if not for the way he did or she did, I, I wouldn't have been like that. Hmm. 
Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you. He just turned it to him. He wasn't talking about, ah, and thank God for the first two. That's what I said about my story. All this you are saying will not hold any water because somebody else is managing it better. Your case is not the worst. You are not the only one doing business in the country. You are not the only one married. You are not the only one in church. He said, I knew you to be a hard man. He was insulting the, the, I said the pastor, the leader. This is very tough. He said, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown. And God, where you have not. Look at, look, look at, look at the, if you don't, if you are not strong, this person can bully you. See, see. Gave him one talent, oh. Gave, gave, gave. I knew you to be a hard man. So that your leader in the office is hard. It's not an excuse. The other guy is too hard. The same hard man, in that sense. Raping where you have not sown, guarding where you have not scattered seed. He's giving this as the excuse. But look at it, verse 25. And I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is. Do you see the attitude? Don't be like this. We must not be like this. See the attitude? Take. Like, it is my fault for even giving you one talent. Take. I love this master. Verse 26. But his Lord answered and said to him, You what? That is the real reason. You are a wicked person. You are wicked. And you are also lazy. Lazy here means many things. The application others are doing, you didn't do it. Don't pretend. When they were trading, you are not trading. You are sleeping. You are lazy. This is the real reason. And you are wicked. You knew that I reap where I have not sown, or I gather where I have not scattered seed. 27. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming, I would have what? At least do something. 28. Therefore, take the your talents will not be taken from you. And give it to the person that has you will not lose your opportunities. The open doors God has given you, you will not throw it away. That's a major prayer because it can be lost. 29. 29. For to everyone who has more will be given. And they will have but from him who does not have even, can you imagine? He does not have because he's behaving like he doesn't have. She's behaving like he doesn't have. Even that which was will be taken away. So, excuses. If Pastor understood uh, my situation in my country, he wouldn't be saying we will prosper in Nigeria. You just excuse yourself out of prosperity, like it cannot work. If Pastor understand my husband, he can't be saying that this marriage can work. Just excuse yourself from marital restoration. Excuses. We can put up excuses for anything. But that is not the reason. He said that we are lazy. And I, I hope we are not also wicked. 
God will help us in Jesus' name. So we can forget. We can give excuses. We can also be stubborn. That's the last one. My time is gone. Allow me to say that. Stubborn. Proverbs 29 verse 1. When Pastor Lumide Emmanuel was preaching, what a powerful series it took on hearing the voice of God. It now gave reasons why people don't like either respond to what God is talking to them. And he used animals to describe it. How many of us remember? Okay, can you mention the animals? Anyone you can remember what? Pig. That they are dirty, right? They go back to... Which other one? Parrot. What do they do? They talk too much? Yeah, some people like Peter. I can never deny you. When I leave this church today, I'm going to read 10 books. You'll be telling their neighbor, I just bought seven books yesterday. I'm going to read... He gets one page. That's it. Don't talk. Which other animal? Penguin. What's penguin? But we'll not do anything, Abby. Which other one? Peacock. Proud. The one I'm talking about in this context is good. <laughs> That was the first time I'll be hearing that. I've been teaching it for years. And it seems when I'm talking, I'm just talking. You can behave like a goat as a believer. In my years of ministry, I have met people that inside them, they have said, what I will do is what? What I will do. You can't be like that with God. There are times you want to do something. If the Holy Ghost comes to you and says, change like this, you are pliable. The end of a goat is not good. Stubbornness, especially with the word. <laughs> this is what I've decided to do. Uh, Bishop Oedipo is a choleric. A very tough man in his nature. My relating with him shook me a bit in terms of how he changes. When they were getting their land, called Kenan land, he was fighting with the pastor that took him there. Because it was very far. He said, what is wrong with you? There is a lawyer and a pastor. What is wrong with you? Are we looking for a farm? They were in the cow. He was very angry. What's wrong with you? Well, look, are you okay? I can't even come here. So they got there. He said, they should just pray. At least, and just get out. He said, as they were praying, God said, this is the place. And the lion became a lamb. That's allegorical. That should be your attitude. If you insist on your way, you will be broken beyond recognition if it's not the word way. He who is often reproved, put on the screen, on the screen, because some temperaments are very stubborn. He who is often reproved, and what? Ah, that's good. We suddenly lose everything. 
If he asks you to, to do something, do it. Put monies together and he tells you to give him. Give him Isaac. If Isaac dies in war, what, what will you do? If he tells you to forgive, you forgive the person. Don't be giving God Almighty the reason why I cannot forgive somebody. Ah, you are very powerful. Eh? You are giving God a, a reason why ah, I can't forgive him. Oh, I can't. Okay. Eh? What about you? He forgave you. Stubbornness is very dangerous. That's why you must receive with meekness the engrafted word. Without that, you'll be doing, you'll be doing your Christianity in a selective way. You know, select, you like this part of Christianity, this part, no, I don't believe in all those things. And yet God's word says so. You won't do it. But it will show one day. So one reason why people don't apply God's word is just stubbornness. And I'm praying that this communion will heal us. You will move from being a goat to a true sheep that you really are. This scripture, I learned it in, on campus and I prayed, Lord, help me. People that you tell something and you keep telling them that thing over a year, two years, and they insist when something breaks loose, this is the reason. Because somewhere along the line, they didn't follow the word of God. We must not be like that. It can apply to your health. They keep telling you, don't do this, stop eating this, stop doing that. And you have your own reasons. God forbid that a health crisis shows up that is beyond remedy. God forbid. God forbid. Are we okay this morning? All our first timers, are we okay? Amen. Come about our heads to pray. Get on the keyboard, please. Um, Father, I want to be a word addict. I want to be a doer of your word. Heal me of every distraction, of every stubbornness. Lord, you have done everything. It's me that need to do my part. Deliver me from every form of excuses that seems to be hindering me. Excuses not to pray, excuses not to obey, excuses not to do evangelism, all kinds of excuses. Lord, I align myself with your word. Hallelujah. Please pray, everyone. If you're online, I encourage you to spend time expressing yourself. pastor is not beating you is building you we are built by the word and if you're in this service today you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior or you want to rededicate your life to Jesus lift one hand up and I will pray with you you want to rededicate your life to Jesus or surrender to him for the very first time raise up your beautiful hands if you're online, send a wave. God bless you. Just, just raise one hand and then put the other hand on your chest. Even if you're at home, you can do that. And say, Father, I thank you for salvation today. I come into my heart. Come in today. Come in to stay. I renounce sin. I renounce Satan. I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior. 
Wash me clean by your precious blood. Use me for your praise. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Let me pray with the Lord. We thank you for these precious ones. You've had their confessions of faith. The hold of Satan and darkness is broken over them. Um, Holy Spirit, make use of these ones for God's glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at the Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness.